Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Monday, October the 2nd, 2023. Hope you guys are having a great day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Good morning, Paula. Good morning, Trish. Hope you guys are having a great day. We uh, we are going to be looking at 1 Timothy ch- chapter 6 today as we wrap up. Um. Timothy, yeah. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Um, horrible weekend for football for me. Um, just bad all the way around. So, um, just a little bit of a little bit of funk for uh, football for me. I, if your team's winning, I'm I'm happy for you. I mean, I know got a lot of folks with a lot of different teams we're pull, pulling for on the podcast. Uh, and if your team's winning, man, I'm happy for you. My team's stinking it up, man. From LSU to the Gators to the Saints, just, yeah. yeah. I hope the Rays, Tampa Bay Rays, switching sports here. I hope the Rays make a run in the playoffs. Hope that hope that'll bring back some, uh, some good vibes for my sports teams, but. I don't know, man. Cincinnati. I also like the Bengals. They're not playing real great either. Yeah, so it's rough, man. Yeah. Buccaneers. I mean, I'm, I'm happy for the Bucks. Obviously, being in Tampa, it was, you know, kind of torn between Buccaneers and the Saints. My heart's always with the Saints. The Buccaneers won. So, ah, uh, well. All right. Well, thank you guys for being on. Thanks for liking, subscribing, sharing this so people can start finding us. Uh, good morning, Robin. Good morning. And mom, good morning. Great to see you guys on. All right. We're going to jump into 1 Timothy chapter 6. See what the Lord has to say to us today. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Let's do it. Last chapter here as we wrap up. And tomorrow we just jump right over to 2 Timothy. So today, 1 Timothy chapter 6. Uh, all who are under the yoke of slavery should consider their masters worthy of full respect so that God's name and our teaching may not be slandered. Okay, Paul, obviously, we've talked a lot about you know, slavery in the first century, not like slavery in, uh, you know, what you think about in North America. Slavery in the first century was not based on race uh, it, at all. Um, and also you could have, I mean, there were, there were artisans, there were even doctors and, um, and others that were in slavery. A lot of times what was the result, what caused slavery in the first century was, uh, debt. People were in debt and to pay, they were indentured servants. In other words, they had to, they were enslaved until they could pay off their debt. Um, which in some cases was nearly practically impossible to do, but, um, so. 
it wasn't so i mean it wasn't it was it was it is what it is it wasn't it wasn't as uh perhaps oppressive i guess maybe uh not at least certainly not as violent uh in the violent oppression as what we might think of like the african slave trade um but anyway so the so it was just a lower um and uh, and slaves actually lived in the in the household uh in to some degree so all who are under the yoke of slavery should consider the master's worthy full respect so that God's name and our teaching may not be slandered. Verse 2, those who have believing masters should not should not show them disrespect uh, just because they are fellow believers. Hmm. You know, there's a great parallel there with just uh, working, right? Like, you know, just because your boss is a Christian doesn't mean you should expect special favors because you're a Christian. You know, just because you know the secret handshake <laughs> doesn't doesn't mean you shouldn't do your job well. Um, or, you know, uh, just because you work in, and, and, you know, you could, you shouldn't take advantage, right? Regardless, you shouldn't take advantage of, uh, of the situation. And for that matter, if you work for a nonprofit, just because you work for a nonprofit of goodwill doesn't mean you should do a crappy job. Uh, just because you're a Christian organization doesn't mean you should, should, uh, do any less uh, of your best. Um, and so just because your boss is a Christian um, doesn't, you know, don't expect special favors because you also are a Christian. Don't show disrespect. Instead, they should serve them even better. How about that? Because their masters are dear to them as fellow believers and are devoted to the welfare of their slaves. Right. So even more so, you should strive to um, work even harder because this is a brother, and I want them to do well. I want them, because they're trying to do the right thing, I'm going to do the right thing by them. Yeah. You know, it goes back to that idea that, like, you know, in all of our vocations, all of our work, um, you know, we, uh, by the way, we, we do, it's kind of that you do everything you do as unto the Lord. We work and we do a great job. Um, and out of the excellence and the hard work that we do, uh, that provides a witness back to the goodness of God. It provides a, a witness back to God's grace and mercy. Um, and so and that's kind of the same idea here. The, the, the saying the, you should serve them even better because their masters are dear to them. You're my brother. I want. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it my all for my brother. For uh, where? Continuing on, same verse. These are the things you are to teach and insist on. Well, remember Timothy, the pastor, and he's. Uh, you know, Paul is giving him advice for leading a, a church in a very pagan city, the city of Ephesus, and so. Tim, uh, Paul is giving him some some teaching here on um, how to pastor, and he's younger, so how to pastor these these folks in Ephesus. And so here are some things you should teach and insist on. If anyone teaches otherwise and does not agree to this sound instruction of our Lord Jesus Christ and to godly teaching, they are conceited and understand nothing. They have an unhealthy interest in controversies and quarrels with words that result in envy, strife, malicious talk, evil suspicions, and constant fr 
friction between people of corrupt mind who have been robbed of the truth and who think that godliness is a means to financial gain. Whoa. Paul just laid down a bunch of stuff right there. So, so we, we've, if you've been tracking through 1 Timothy, this is not the first time Paul has alluded to uh, these um, false teachers, or at least unhelpful teachers, who are just preoccupied with controversies and myths and hypotheses and theories and quarrels. And Paul's like, don't, if at one point he'll say, don't give, don't, don't ignore those or, or um, don't spend time on with those people who are just captivated by endless genealogies and myths, like old wives' tales. Like there's more important things to do than to just beat these hype, these theories to death. And so um, here again, he's, there's this reference to um, people who are just captivated by unhealthy controversies. You ever, you ever know people who are just like, they're, they're captured by the things that are not most important. Um, it doesn't mean you, don't, you can't give some bandwidth to those things occasionally or periodically or from time to time, but don't let that be the main focus of your life and certainly not the main focus of the gospel. There's people everywhere that need to hear the good news of Jesus. There are people everywhere that need to hear the gospel, the, 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 uh, the, the gospel of salvation that comes through the cross, through our faith in Jesus, the opportunity to have abundant life and to live for, with forgiveness and grace and um, abundance. Like, don't spend all your time talking about, you know, how many days are left before the second coming, which you don't really know anyway. <laughs> so, or, you know, you know, this means this, and this is a fulfillment of this, and this is, means that. And it's like, you can get preoccupied with that stuff, and you miss the forest for the trees. And so Paul is saying, you know, these people who are, um, that don't want to listen to this stuff, or they just want to focus on this, this these peripheral things, uh, it results in, Envy and strife and malicious talk and evil suspicions. Why? Because people that get captivated by these little tan tangential these these peripheral things, it, they start being envious because well, I know I know more than you, or they become pride and arrogant. I know more than you. You don't you know if you knew you, you need to come over here with the remnant. <laughs> you know that's how cults start. Verse 6, but godliness with contentment is great gain. Man, hold on to that one. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Just, have, just having a walk with Jesus, being content in your walk with God, doesn't mean you're not trying to grow and learn and mature, but you're content in your walk with Jesus. Godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and we can take nothing out of it. Hundred percent true, man. You didn't, you know. We came in here butt naked and crying. <laughs> We're gonna leave pretty close to the same way. 
Uh, <laughs> maybe not butt naked. But probably not crying. Maybe not crying. But we don't have. We didn't bring anything in. <laughs> um. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Yeah, learning to be content. Those who want to get rich fall into the trap, uh, fall into temptation and a trap, and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. He said the danger of, of having a desire to be rich. And this is the, uh, just the love of money, honestly, you know, because that's what he will say. Those people who have a love of money, it's dangerous, right? It's a trap. It's a temptation. Because the truth is, if you have a love of money, you're never going to have enough. That goes back to this godliness with contentment. Godliness with contentment is great gain. You know, you, you, want, you want to have more? Learn to be content with what you have. When, you, when, you, when we learn to be content with what we have, it's like, whoa, I have, I have enough. It's perspective. Or we can always be striving and we never have enough. But if I change my focus, I'm like, you know what? Every, all that I have is enough. I have more than enough. I find that people, godly people, uh, are always are the ones who will say, I have more than enough. And it's the, the people who are, are greedy or people who don't, um, sadly, don't have a, a, a good relationship with Jesus. Their, their complaint is they never have, they don't have enough. I need more. I need more. How much do you need? Just a little bit more. How much more? Just a little bit more. And that little bit more never is, you never get there. You never get to that little bit more. People that make 30000 a year just want to make fifty. People that made fifty thousand a year. If I just made seventy-five, those that make seventy-five. If I just made six figures, those that make six figures. Man, if I had a, if I had two fifty, <laughs> if we made two fifty, then we'd be good. You know, all, all I'm looking for is a half, half a mil. You know what? If I had a milli, if I had a milli, I'd be good. Those that make a million, even millionaires don't think they're rich, man. They just need a little more. That's good, everybody. Mm -hmm. But godliness with contentment, that's great gain. Verse 10, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Facts. The love, not money, the love of money. Money is neutral. Money is a tool. It's a resource. Uh, money is a resource to do great things for the kingdom of God. I mean, we see it all the time in, at church. We, we are able to do great things for the kingdom of God through the financial contributions of God's people. Through our collective giving, we are able to bless schools, bless nonprofits, um, help hurting people, teach children about the Lord uh, and senior adults, and offer classes, uh, offer our facilities for places like a harbor dish that feed the community for iRise that helps uh, survivors of uh, human trafficking. So we, great things are able to done with what money, with money. But the love of money, when you love money, it's a root of all kinds of evil, man. 
Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. It'll do it, man. If you love money more than God, it will lead you astray. That's why God, Jesus said himself, you cannot love both God and mammon. What? God and money. You can't love both. If you love money, you're going to serve the one you're going to serve the one you love. <laughs> and if you serve, if you love money, you're going to serve money. And a lot of people try to love God to serve money. What? Yeah. They're they're really their goal is ultimately to get money, but they're using God to get there. So God, if I'm nice to you, you're gonna bless me with a lot of money, right? Because my love, my real love is money, not you. Hmm. Ooh, that's convicting right there. That's when we love God for what He can give us, not for who He is. That ain't right. So Paul's saying, we say, he tells Timothy, uh, we even know some folks, man, who've wandered from the faith because of their love for money. It's led them away from the faith. Verse 11, but you, man of God, woman of God, flee from all of this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Hmm. I like that. Flee from all this. Flee from what? All this love of money and this chasing after endless controversies and uh, old wives' tales. Man, leave all that stuff. Flee from that, man of God. And, to, and do what? Spend your energy pursuing righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Ooh, that's a word. I can't believe that's not underlined in my Bible. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed that's not underlined. That's embarrassing, y'all. That's embarrassing. If it's underlined now, I got it now. Is it underlined in your Bible? Don't lie. Don't lie. Is it underlined? It should be. <laughs> fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Hmm. I like that, man. Fight the good fight of faith. Um, fight the good fight of faith and take hold of eternal life. I, I love this fight the good fight of faith, man. You know, to just stay in the fight. You know, sometimes it's not easy following Christ, man. It's it, it becomes a it's a battle. It can be difficult. Um, but you gotta fight. You gotta stay in the fight. You know, he's using the analogy of what? A bot like a boxing match. You know, you're gonna take some punches, you're gonna get knocked down. You seen Rocky? <laughs> you know, you seen Rocky? You get knocked down. You know, you get bloodied up a little bit. You get tired. Feel like you're always, you know, trying to live as a godly person in the ungodly world sometimes. You know? Feel sometimes you 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 feel like you you let yourself down or let others down, but you know what? You know what you do? You just get back up. Fight the good fight of faith. Hold on to eternal life for which that which you've been called to. And and Paul here is calling Timothy back to remember his salvation, man, to remember when he gave his life to Christ and how witnesses saw it and and um he made his confession public. Sometimes we got to do that, man. We got just got to look back and think about the times that you know, God, you brought me a long way. You brought me a long way. And I remember back when I gave my life to you, I knew nothing and how much you've grown me and developed me and matured me. So stay in the fight. 
in the sight of God who gives life to everything, and of Christ Jesus, who while testifying before Pontius Pilate made the good confession, I charge you to keep this command without spot or blame until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which God will bring about in his own time. So Jesus is going to come in his own time, man. And then Paul, typical Paul here, he just breaks out in praise, man. Just breaks out in praise and worship. <laughs> He's like, remember where God brought you. Remember that he saved you. Remember your confession of faith. Remember your baptism. And how remember that you're doing what Jesus did. Jesus stood for God till the very end. He, he never gave up the faith. He trusted his Father till the very end. And so he says, I charge you to keep this command without spot or blame until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he's coming. Jesus is coming. And he breaks out and prays, God be, be God the blessed and only ruler. Ooh. He's the only ruler, man. I don't care who's in the White House. I don't care who's ever who's in any other palace around the world. Jesus is still in control. He's still the one. He's still the he's still the uh, king. God, the blessed and only ruler, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, who alone. Come on now, come on now. Who alone is immortal, and who lives in unapproachable light? Praise. who lives in unapproachable light, whom no one has seen or can see, to him be honor and might forever. Amen. Glory to God. He's in control, man. He's the only ruler. He's the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He alone is immortal. He lives in unapproachable light. Ooh. Verse 17. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant. Who's the rich? That's me and you, man. You know. We read this and we're like, man, I hope the rich people are listening. That's us. That's us. Me and you, man. Commend those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain. Man, I tell you what, this this is this is a message to America, bro. It's a message to our world. It's the message to the Western world. Command those who are rich in this present world, this world not to be arrogant, and not to put their hope. Don't put your hope in wealth. Why? Because it can't save you. You spend your youth trying to gain wealth. You, 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 you spend your, uh, your, your older years expending your wealth trying to stay healthy. You spend your health gaining wealth, and your wealth gaining trying to regain, trying to maintain your health. It's so uncertain. But so charge those who are rich not to be arrogant, not to put their hope in wealth. That's grace, man. When you tell people not to put their hope in money, you're being a good friend. You're being gracious. Why? Because putting because the the Bible calls it the deceitfulness of wealth, the deceitfulness of riches. Why? Because wealth and riches deceive us into thinking that we're secure ultimately, and we're not. Don't put your hope in it. Instead, put your hope in God, who richly provides. He provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Praise God. He does. He richly provides. 
Command them to do good and be rich in good deeds. Be rich in what? Good deeds. And be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Man, I love that whole portion right there is gold, man. Just solid gold from verse 17 to verse 19, man. You could just spend a month on those two verses. It's golden. But we're running out of time, so I got I to carry on. Timothy, guard what you have been entrusted, what has been entrusted to your care. Turn away from godless chatter. Don't spend no time with godless chatter, people. Don't even spend no time with godless chatter. People just talking nonsense. Don't waste your time on it. Turn away from godless chatter. People talk godly chat, not godless chatter. They say, I ain't got no time. I ain't got no time for that. Walk on. Turn away from godless chatter and the op opposing ideas of what is falsely called knowledge, <laughs> which some, some have professed and in so doing have departed from the faith. Grace be with you all. Wow. A lot of good stuff there, man. I've got a lot of good stuff there in chapter six. Hey, let's pray together. Lord, thank you so much for a chance to spend some time with my friends in the Word of God. We pray that you would uh, just sear this holy word on our hearts. Help us to uh, walk in godliness and goodness and to focus on the things that really matter. Lord, to uh, fight the good fight, to take hold of eternal life, uh, to remember the confession of our faith, and to be grounded and rooted in you. Lord, we put our hope today not in wealth but in you because you provide everything we need for our enjoyment. And thank you, Lord, that you have called us to the life that is truly life. So today, God, we choose contentment, godliness with contentment. And with that, we have more than enough. Thank you so much for my friends. I pray you, you would bless them and encourage them and strengthen each and every one of them today. I ask it in the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you, my friends. Thank you so much for being on. Thanks, Lee and Robin and Etta and Trish. Mom and Dad, you guys, all you guys on, on there today, thank you for uh, spending some time. Thank you for liking, subscribing, sharing this, uh, this podcast. And it uh, really means a lot. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll be back at it tomorrow with 2 Timothy chapter 1. So hope to see you then. You guys have a great day. See you next time. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.